0: And I think every day I need to one, be grateful for the fact that that I'm here and also be thoughtful about what do I do with the day that I have here to live.
1: Welcome to the Gravity Podcast. My name is Johanan Sorrell, standing in for Brett. Um, I am the CEO and owner of Warhol and Wall Street. Uh, we're a branding and creative agency here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, We specialize in uh, engagement, honestly, strategic engagement with your audience. Uh, I am also the executive director of the Columbus Fashion Alliance, which is a nonprofit here in Columbus, Ohio, um, moving to change, and build uh, economic opportunity through the lens of fashion here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, which is the number three fashion city in the country. Uh, So I'm standing in for Brett today, and I have my guest, Elizabeth Martinez, um, and just to give you guys a little bit of info about Elizabeth, Elizabeth Martinez is a dynamic leader who has served as president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Central Ohio since 2016. Big Brothers Big Sisters serves area youth through its core one-to-one mentoring program, through leadership development programs at, at Camp Ata Aqua in Hocking Hills, and as a capacity builder for other mentoring organizations through Mentor Central Ohio Um, Elizabeth was recently named Small Nonprofit CEO of the Year by Columbus CEO Magazine and was also recognized among the top national Latino leaders by the National Diversity Council. Um, Through coalition building and community partnerships, Elizabeth is dedicated to connecting young people to the resources they need to thrive. Really excited that Brett let me uh, get the keys to the studio and I'm taking over. So, uh, uh, excited about that, and uh, thank you again, Brett. So, um, as many of you know, the Gravity Podcast, you know, interviews and has great discussions with leaders from all around the city, and really just you know talks about the human aspect of of, of lives and leadership, and you know how we all can move the human experience together, move it forward together. So, uh, I'm glad that uh, Brett has uh, trusted me to have a great conversation. And, um, you know, I was thinking about what guests would be interesting enough to talk to and engaging enough to talk to. I really had a hard time thinking about that for a while until I ran into a good friend of mine who, uh, as we sat down and started talking, I remembered how how engaging our conversations are and how fruitful they are. And so it made perfect sense to uh, invite Elizabeth Martinez uh, to the conversation. So I would just like to say thank you, Elizabeth, for being my guest on the Gravity Podcast today. And yeah, I'm super excited to to talk to you, you know?
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you again for thinking about me as uh, a guest to join you here today. Certainly a privilege, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the conversation.
1: Yes, me too. Me too as well. And you know, uh, like I said, it's really, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to, you know, you know, being being a, the guest host on this podcast, I wanted to make sure that, you know, um, I wasn't just having a regular conversation with just anybody. I wanted to make sure that it, 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 it we really got to tap into, you know, uh, life. And one of the things I always appreciate about our conversations is that is that we're never just talking about surface talk. We're never just talking about how's the job going, you know, how's this going, how's your day-to-day going. It always ends up uh, going a couple layers deeper. Because uh, I think me and you both share the same, you know, um, the same sentiment around um, that, you know, life isn't just compartmentalized. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's an equation of all of these different you know aspects of our lives that gel together to create who we are and how we operate. Right. And so that's why I really appreciate our conversation. So, you know, I wanted to just sit, sit down and chat with you. And I think I, I really am curious. to to learn really about Elizabeth, right? Learn about Elizabeth and how Elizabeth has, you know, come to be who Elizabeth is today and and where you're going with that too as well. So I thought it would be great just to kind of start the conversation off with uh, just a little bit of history on on Elizabeth and, you know, chime in from here and there, just have some good dialogue about that. So I think it'd be great for, uh, you know, us to learn a little bit more about you and your beginnings.
0: Yeah, well it's funny because you just started the conversation saying that we're not going to stay on the surface very long, but you know, the intention in this discussion is to go deep. But but maybe I'll start for the beginning, right? Um, I'll share a little bit about my background and, and I'd love to be thoughtful and intentional about you know which layers do we want to peel back in this conversation. But I think you know, you know this about me, but maybe for the listening audience, I'll share a little bit about my background, my beginnings. I'm a native of the island of Puerto Rico. I was born in Puerto Rico and at the age of three, I left the island with my family to the East Coast. Uh, one thing I do want to uh, share about that experience of being born on the island, which I don't even know that I've shared this with you in the past, is um, I was born a premature baby uh, to my parents and was given 24 hours to live. There's a a miraculous um, story uh, to be shared shared there. We probably don't have all the time to unpack all of that, but essentially was given 24 hours to live and here I am (laughs) many, many years later. Um, But the reason that I share that is part of the genesis, true genesis of my story, because I think it speaks a lot to one kind of understanding, um, you know, purpose and identity in this world there's one thing to to know that um you were born to but to be born under those circumstances i think creates just a whole lot more curiosity about you know why am i supposed to be here but anyway we move to the east because yeah.
1: you just brought up something that that i do believe is true mm-hmm. um you know um my name so Yohanan. Terrell is my name, Johanan Le'el. My middle name is Le'el. And, um, I grew up as a kid. I grew up with that name, just thinking my mom, you know, my mom and dad were in this like religious phase of their lives. And, uh, they gave me that name. Right. But as my mom told me years ago, and I forgot, I looked it up. I looked up the meaning of my name. Um, and between Yohanan and Le'el, it was like God's grace and like gift of God. Right. And, and, So subliminally, I believe that I take that with me and I feel like if my parents saw that in me from when I was born, you know, maybe they saw something in me that, you know, was special. And from what you just said, just knowing that, you know, that uh, you were given 24 hours to live, right? Like, how does that come along with you throughout your life? Because obviously you're a fighter. Yeah. Right. Obviously, you're you're a thriver. Right. And so, like, has that how is that, you know, subconsciously even, you know, uh, come along with. Well, two things I
0: want to share from that. One is I I feel that that introduction to to the world for me, um, as I you know often spend time reflecting on that journey for myself, I think there's something a word that comes up for me, you know, this notion of being a disruptor. Right, Understanding that even, even my arrival to this world, uh, the circumstances that were created were not conducive for me to thrive. But being thoughtful about the fact that, um, you know, as a disruptor um, in, in the very early stages of, of my life, um, that has been something that thematically I've, I've been able to see it different and inflections in my journey, um, And But I think the other thing for me is I believe that it, it really left an impression on my parents um, in a way that I don't even believe that we've had or, you know, my father's deceased. But my mom and I have not had um, conversations about, but I've often been curious about what that experience meant for them in terms of, you um, how they needed to consider ways in which they engaged with me kind of the the different experiences that i had i felt that there was a there was a natural protective engagement that my, family's ha- my family had with me. And I never really understood whether it was linked to the fact that I was born premature and I had I had those early experiences. But, you know, you, you fast forward and I, I think about how incredibly important that journey was for me to arrive as a premature baby um, it, with the diagnosis of, of, you know, 24 hours to live or the prognosis rather of 24 hours to live. And what yeah. that means is, I think about my purpose today. You know.
1: Yeah. No, that's 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 really that's really intriguing. That's really interesting. So, taking that with you, right? Like, um, growing up in Puerto Rico, you know, how has that helped like shape shape your journey a little?
0: Yeah. Bit? So, so I I was born in Puerto Rico. I came to uh, the East Coast at about the age of three, and we lived in an experience of living back in Puerto Rico, here in the U.S., um, in Puerto Rico, it, it was a little bit of a nomad experience growing up for me. I, it, it's interesting because I think that a couple of things that I, I derive from um, that experience personally is that one is I, I never felt that I was um, American enough um, when I was here in the U.S., and when I was in Puerto Rico, there was also this conflict of my identity there because of that transient nature of my um, early experience as a child. But, but it was, um, I think it helped shape and inform my lived experiences in a really unique way because I became very observant of my circumstances. It made me very curious about community. It, it made me really consider and think about how I assimilate, um, how do I uh, find my identity when I'm in those spaces that feel foreign to me um, because of that transient nature. But one, one, one other thing I wanna talk about in terms of that unique experience um, being from Puerto Rico and, and being here in the US is there were some other circumstances happening in my home dynamic I had a father who was in and out of my life Um, during that time. My my dad, who was a Vietnam veteran when he When he returned back home, he came back with some really challenging um, circumstances that he was navigating through emotionally, and he didn't necessarily know how to lean into healthy coping mechanisms and utilized drugs as a way for him to numb and cope through that experience. And so I think it um, it was definitely something that impacted not only my lived experience, but it was something that manifested in in very different ways for for myself and even my sibling growing up too
1: yeah yeah and i mean i know i can relate me and you've talked about that too you know um my uh, my father uh was also um uh, um had his battles with with drugs and addiction throughout his life and ultimately it was one of the reasons that uh you know he passed um not too not too many years ago because of the long term effects uh, of that too and um and, you know, you don't we don't we, we don't look at those things as how they shape us uh, when we're in it, you know, when we're young and when we're in it. Right. It's like this is kind of like how we how we get, you know, how we exist and how we live our day to day. But, you know, um, it's not until you get older where you start to become a little more reflective, how, uh, how all those things kind of play out in your life. Right. It's like uh, it, it starts to the pieces start to come together and, and they start to fit into the full puzzle uh, later on in life when you're able to really understand them, right? And kind of uh, assess them and, and and break them down a little bit too. Um, and, you know, that's the, another thing that made, that made me think about that is because me and you have come up from, from different paths, but there have been paths of uh, where, like you said, disruptors, right? Where we didn't have uh, a path carved out force in a way that we would expect, right? Like, I know, you know, looking at me as a Black male, um, coming from where I come from, this path that I'm on right now was not intended for me, you know, in ways. It, it, from what society I would say, but will look at, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and here we are both standing in, in positions of leadership, positions of impact, you know, mostly. And so, um, you know, how does that, I guess you know for you, how did that path uh, lead you to the work that you do today? Like those things that you started to, you know, the, the experiences that you've had throughout your life. You know, um, was there something in you that that told you that you wanted to be in a role like you are uh, today? Um, as you were, you know, kind of growing up.
0: I think, as I think, as I consider my lived experiences, one of the common themes that showed up at every stage was this notion of. Mentorship, and and perhaps I didn't have the word to um, be able to draw reference or articulate it appropriately. But there were there were people that were on the sidelines. I had a significant amount of advocates and supporters, and people that were in my life, um, you know, speaking wisdom into my spirit, being able to um, call out things that were um, in the depths of me. Uh, and there were also accountability partners. Um, all of those people align in my life. I was able to not only find appreciation for that, but it was there was also this curiosity for me about how could I um, use those experiences that I benefited from and think about bringing those experiences in every interaction that I had with. Individuals that that you know cross paths with me, and so I think that 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 appreciation, um, that that understanding of the importance of those individuals in my life, but also the opportunity structures that they built for me, um, were really a, a motivator for me to 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 lean into what does that mean on my own journey, and how can I serve in that. Uh, a similar role to someone that that I'm partnering with or having um experiences and interactions with
1: yeah, you know, um I often think of you as like one of those people as well in my life, right? like I think you're definitely one of the people that um when i when when we just talk when we just when we just connect and get together you you have this awesome way of speaking life. Into me, and I, I really appreciate that. I just want to tell you that personally, I really appreciate that because uh, I, I feel I feel. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, and it's not expected. It's just like you know, we're getting together for lunch, but I always leave full, right? And it reminds me of throughout my life too, as well. Like those game changers, those moments where you hear something, someone teaches you something, you learn something through an experience. There's like a handful of these game changers that I can I can call out because I remember them like they were yesterday. I remember children's services coming to my home and the lady from children's services. I don't even remember what was going on at that time, but it was one of the many. So again, you know, as we were talking about that and I remember like uh, distinctively a few key moments in my life, a few key times where it was either something someone told me uh, an experience that I had or um, just some type of, some type of experience that really, helped shape, like, who I am today. So, like I said, I, I remember being at home. I don't know what the, um, I don't know what had happened in my house, but we, I've had children's services at my home on multiple occasions throughout my childhood just because of me and my mom's relationship, you know, and I remember um, one of the caseworkers at the house, she, um, she was, like, took me for a walk, and she was like, you know, you know, I just want to tell you that you have something in you, and, Uh, She said, you probably never heard this word before, but it's uh, it's it's called resiliency and you are resilient. And she said, "And remember that. And I remember saying to myself, I don't know what the hell that word means. But uh, and I never looked it up. I just kind of like kept that with me. But often throughout my years, uh, whether I was going through something or just, you know, trying to manage, I think about that. Right. I think about it like it was yesterday, like resiliency. She saw it in me. Whatever I was going through, I'd say at that time, you know, she saw that in me and there's been other occurrences like that. So, you know, in your life, like what have been some of those kind of game changing moments for you or one of those some of those impact moments for you that you that you've kept kind of with you along your journey?
0: Yeah, I feel like I've had similar experiences, you know, like the one you had and in, in connecting with adults that saw something in you that you didn't have the capacity to see in yourself. And if I'm really reflective op- upon it, you know, I think there have been so many occasions where I've interacted with adults where similar messages manifested to what you know what you heard in terms of you know being resilient. I, I remember having a conversation with uh, a teacher one time where she was concerned about some of the friends that I was interacting with at school and she was very intentional about creating some opportunities where she could pull me apart from from the crowd that I was hanging out with. And, you know, we would have these, what I thought to be now reflective of that really deep conversations about my future and, and what I wanted to do and what she saw in me. And, and I, I feel like she took it upon herself to every moment that she had, you know, one-on-one moment she had with me to remind me of what I'm going to, you know, define as, is my greatness. And, That was important. Here's what's interesting about that. I don't necessarily know that she understood some of the family dynamics that were manifesting at home. I think that I probably would not have shown up on anyone's um, grid to be of concern. Right, I did extremely well academically. I always kind of stayed above the radar in terms of, um, you know, behavior. Never really had any behavior issues in school. So, so to the, you know, person looking from the outside in, everything seemed to, you know, look well. There wasn't a whole lot for for an adult engaging and interacting with me to be of concern. There was something about this woman in particular that I feel that she saw beyond beyond the surface, and um, to the extent that when I left this school, so again we were we were quite transient um, in terms of you know the different spaces that we lived and interacted with during my upbringing. but I remember her getting permission from my mother to go and pick me up after I'd left the school to go and pick me up so that I could participate in an excursion that she was taking her students on and my mom giving her permission to do that. But, you know, similar to that, you can probably multiply that experience times, um, 10 because it, it's happened so frequently, you know, and, and I'm so grateful for it because I, I do recognize that, you know, people saw their role in my life as, um, uh, saw some responsibility connected to being able to, to interact with me as a young person. And I, I think about that and I think about my experiences and interactions with young people and how that, that experience that I had has really um, created this awareness for me in terms of um, the deep understanding that every interaction that I have with a child could be a meaningful interaction for them and I need to be thoughtful and I need to be intentional about how I engage but I feel the same way about you know adults and and people in my circle as well I think everything Everything that I do, um, I try to be very intentional and thoughtful about that because you, you don't know. You don't know if this will be the one time someone you know, needed to hear something from you or what someone might be going through that they've you know, not shared with anyone else. And, and um, I just realized that that's really powerful. Words, words are extremely powerful, um, especially when you, when you need the right word at, at any given time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that. I love that. And I think you're right. You know, uh I know you're right. I know you're right. You know, we say um there's power in words and then sometimes we say, you know, don't let words get to you and things like that. But there are, there's power in words beyond what we we think sometimes. And I agree with you. I think uh when I have intentional conversations, even in passing with people, I try to keep those things in mind. And I think my daughter I think my daughter is helping me be more reflective of that because I hear her talk about things that people say to her and and things she holds on to, and uh, it reminds me of my childhood. But I'm getting a firsthand experience of it now in a time where she's being she's kind of shaping herself and the world trying to shape her, uh, and so I see the importance of you know speaking you know just in, from her example alone, but you know, I think there is such a great power into pouring into people, especially when they need it. You know, I I just love that. I love that. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and it doesn't take much. It's not a a big investment, but it means so much to take a moment to, you know, to pour into somebody, you know, whether it's through your shared, like whatever experience that you have that you can share with them. But, you know, it doesn't take much at all, but it has so much impact. Like you said, it's like, so many things that people have said to me, whether it was intentional or, intentional or not, I'm seeing people come to me today saying, you would probably don't even remember when you said this to me, but you said this and this and this, right? So I can just imagine how that, that work translates into what you're doing at Big Brothers Big Sisters today, you know, knowing that. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit too, because first of all, congratulations you nonprofits here from Columbus CEO Maggie. First of all, that's that's awesome. Congratulations on that. You were also recognized, you know, as one of the first uh, leaders uh in the industry too as well. So like super congratulations on all of that. Um, but you're over there too as well. So um, you know, I uh, I just I am like how those experiences and pouring into people I see that on a day in the work.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you. I really feel I'm humbled, you know, to be to be recognized um, in this way. I think you know this about me. I don't do the work looking for recognition, right? I'm I feel like I'm called to this work in the youth development space and to be thoughtful about, you know, how do we leverage our platform of mentoring to be part of the solution. I understand uh, at my core how important relationships are. Uh, Not only just for young people, but for adults. And to think about uh, the role of an organization like ours, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and the fact that we sit. Um, at this intersection of uh, young people and adults and being able to facilitate bridges that invite understanding curiosity, deepened connection, um, and maybe to go back to to what you said earlier, really just just create a space where young people can feel safe, young people can feel that they belong. And um, at the end of the day, uh, if we can create that environment, if we can, through that vehicle of mentorship, be able to bridge some opportunities for young people to tap into their purpose and to tap into, you know, opportunities for them to be able to thrive as, as beings first, right? As humans first, because I think that that is the important thing. But then also think about how does that show up? you know, for uh, career and other ways for them to, to continue to expand and grow. It, it's so powerful. It, it definitely motivates me. I think about how complex this work is, how challenging it is. And one of the things that I'm really aware of, especially during this time, is just the power of village. You know, the the power of that ecosystem of, you know, people that at any given time, whatever experiences that you're living through, that that you need to to call on people. I I don't know when we stop believing in villages and, and really the importance of of building those villages, fostering those villages, and being able to to access those not only because there may um, you know maybe challenges that manifest, but really because that's that's a thriving setting for you to be able to be connected with people in your village and and especially if your village is diverse and and your village you know you have people in your village that are complex in in beautiful ways.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. I I love that. I love that you uh, you brought that up. That village, you know, this is just something I'm curious about right now too. And uh, it seems like we're in this weird like time uh, where that village. I feel like that village is changing, right? And and what what especially our younger generations have access to. Uh, I feel more of a. I feel like I'm, there's 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 these powers that are trying to disconnect us from a human perspective you know and and, and creating these uh, these virtual worlds and and to where you know our youth are they're finding their village online instead of like in their own you know communities or in their own families even you know and uh, it seems like there's more and more of a push I was reading an article today on like web 3.0 and the metaverse and how like there's this race to you know, uh, to immerse people into these worlds where they they feel like they can be free in themselves and all this type of stuff. But it's also fighting for it's fighting for that attention and taking people away from that. I don't even really know where that goes, but it's I feel like there's there's some challenges to what the village you know is nowadays. And I know growing up, self, uh, my village felt very different to what than what my daughter sees as her village. You know what I'm saying? And I wonder how that that creates a, a, a challenge for our younger generations growing up.
0: Yeah, it, it's yeah. a question I'm often curious about. And, you know, I don't necessarily know that I have the the answer to it. I, you know, right. I think the biggest thing is I believe that we were created to be in relation with others and to be connected in that way. I think it it really helps enhance our own human experience here. You started off the conversation talking about, you know, we're also a society that tends to stay at the surface. And, you know, I think communication, I think conversation, I think being able to equip our young people with the tools to get first curious about themselves and then curious about what that means in the context of their interaction in, you know, their small circles and, and even beyond, you know, their small circles in community. I don't think we create enough spaces for that, Johan. And I, I think we um, we we tend to live on the surface. And, you know, I, I think there's been a new uh, wave or a new curriculum that has been introduced around self-awareness that I think is powerful, for people to understand both who they are as individuals, to the extent that you understand who you are. I think the way that you show up in interaction with others can only be enhanced. And so I appreciate that, you know, the conversation happening in the youth space right now is centered around social, emotional, um, not only just well-being, but but health and growth for young people so that they too can be curious about what that means as our society evolves. And, and there is more technology that can be both helpful um, you know, to them and in, in their experiences. But I think, I think the further away that we get from human connection, I think the further away we get from um, our purpose and design.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Our purpose and design—that's that's the key to it, right? And I think uh, I was reading another article um, that just this is one of those. You know, when you catch something on social media and it just intrigues you, love it. I seen this the other day. I'll share it with you too. It was like it showed our planet, right? So um, it showed our planet and it showed like our solar system in comparison to the sun and like the different sizes of Earth compared to Saturn and Mars and Venus. And then it showed our sun. And then it showed. Other stars in a, in a solar system, they're like 10 times bigger than our sun. And then other stars are 10 times bigger than those. And other stars are 10 times. And so they show that the Hubble telescope basically took this small section of the sky and just focused on it and then let the camera stay open like, uh, you know, like extended exposure, right? Like a regular camera, how you let the exposure, you know, if you let it stay there for a certain long time, it, it attracts a lot of light in. And so just from this small section in, in the universe, they found like 10,000 galaxies. Mm-hmm. And in each of those galaxies is a trillion stars. And each one of those stars could have its own solar system. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it puts things in perspective for you, right? And, and what we look at as a day-to-day, you know, mundane life. I get up every day, I'm doing this and doing this. When you think about it, when the big picture of it all, it's like we are really here for a moment. We're here for a moment. And what you do at that moment, you know, means so much. And I think as humans, we try to find a way to make the most out of that moment. And there are some, which I feel like are me and you, uh, who wanna take that moment and have some type of make some type of impact, right? Like, you know, find purpose in ourselves and make some type of impact. It just put it in reflection for me too. It's like by purpose and design, we are all here. You know, uh, for a reason, and and whatever that reason is, we're gonna live that out, and uh, it just put perspective for me. And I think it's one of those things that reinforces to me why to make the most, uh, why I should make the most out of, of 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 every day. You know, so it it was just interesting to me uh, in that fact, and uh, I'll share that with you, just because it just puts. It's uh, sometimes you need that reminder of like you know, just just where you're at in this world and this universe, right? And uh, it was just interesting to me. But I had a question for you. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, it sounds fascinating. You know, the the thing that that I want to offer in response to that is I think the, not only it's just about being in the moment, understanding those moments, but I think to the extent that we are curious about those moments, I think it invites the opportunity for act for us to access deeper portals, right? When you start to, to, to peel back, um, curiosity, I think it just leads to another door, right? There's a, there's another, 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 th- always another thing to be discovered.
1: Yeah. Even about yourself, you know, <laughs> you know absolutely. Always, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about that, speaking about that, um, you know, I had a I had a question I to ask you about just just Elizabeth again, you know, um, being a leader, being someone who um, is giving every day to to impact others lives. Right. And knowing that you have a passion for that. Um, what are some of the things that re like that fill you back up? Right. Because there's 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 the levels you give, give, give. Right. And you can give. Um, And you have to get up every day and give, right? And uh, you need your own tank refill. So what are some of the things that that you use or that things that you, you know, that fill you back up, you know, so that you can keep on doing what you're doing?
0: Yeah, well, I think conversations like this certainly fill me, (laughs) but I want to go back for a moment because I, you know, I want to be clear on when we're talking about leadership, especially in the context of this conversation for me, first of all, I think we're all leaders, right? I don't think leader leadership is defined by a title. I think we're all here, you know, brought to our individual experiences and individ- experiences that we have in the workplace to solve something. And so just by, you know, pure pure definition, you know, we are all leaders in, in our own right. And I think that that philosophy, um, as I think about filling for me, is, you know, it... it the way that I am filled is by being able to um, think about how I too am working to develop other leaders, um, not only within the organization, but even beyond the organization. You know, what's your role in exchange with others? Beyond that, I, you know, I think I'm a student. My only goal is to leave here on MD. And I think in order for me to do that well, um, I have to continue to be um, curious about myself, about my journey, about others, especially others that have uh, unique lived experiences that don't look like mine. And I think I, I bring that into you know the work that I do every day, but that that feeling piece is an important thing as you're in service it can it can be very tempting to sit in the space of, of just giving and pouring out and pouring out. And I I think if you're not intentional, you can be giving from um, your source, which is, you know, a contaminated source fit. If it's, if you're, you know, you're giving from a place of of depletion to others. So, you know, for me, I'm a a Caribbean girl at heart. Uh, Anytime that I can get away to, you know, put my feet in the sand, You know, be near water, be near the ocean. I think that's definitely a space that refuels me and charges me. Um, I love to read. Um, You know, I love to listen to to podcasts. Um, I'm a fan of of the Gravity podcast, um, amongst others. But, you know, just learning from other people's stories, I think, enriches um, my experience
1: as a leader, too. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to catch up with you on the reading part. I have. I have a library of books in my house and it, it looks really good. It looks really good. But uh I'm only about maybe five books into it. So <laughs> I have a lot of catching up to do on the reading side. But um maybe I'll I'll join you um on a in the, one of the book club sessions <laughs> and we'll 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 pick a book and we'll read it and uh, uh we'll, we'll we'll get together and we'll talk about it. You know, what I mean it, I would love to do so that. It's
0: so fun to be able to to transport and I too have, you know. A ton of books there, you know, sitting on my nightstand, too. It's just a matter of, of getting focused to get through them.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I also agree to you on the sun, man. I, I, uh, I definitely am connected to the sun and the elements, and I think there's something about that. I know every winter I look out the window and I just cross my fingers and I'm going to make it through another winter uh, with my soul, spear still intact. <laughs> and I love Columbus. I love Columbus. But man, I uh I yearn for more and more days of sunshine and it does it does re- uh refuel me and fills up my bucket too as well. How does your family play a role in that too? Cuz I know you have a son and you know we've talked about your son and and things like that, but how does your family, yeah. you know, how do they yeah.
0: I think they're a big source of filling for me um, and I'm, I'm glad to circle back to, to kind of share a little bit more. Um, I do have a son, you know, he's exploring his uh, creative, creative side is uh, he doesn't live here in Columbus, but I have the great fortune of being able to be um, in contact with him very frequently. Unfortunately, I don't have very many family members here in Columbus but i talk to my mom every single day i you know i have a very strong connection with my siblings and I think they're involved in every decision that I make. They're involved in um, every experience that I have. They're, they've always been that source of, of support for me. As I think about, you know, my village, I think my village first starts with them at the core. Family is extremely important, you know, and I credit my mom for being very intentional about making sure that myself and my siblings always um, fostered deep connections, but, but my son is, he's my courage teacher. So he's my, you know, he's my creative child. I feel like my entire journey in life, I've, I've played it pretty safe. And, you know, he, in this season of my life has really taught me about you, you have to sometimes, you know, take big risks and, you know, he's definitely, definitely a source of um, true inspiration for me. And I love my guy. He's, he's a (laughs) solid guy and I'm so incredibly proud
1: of him. Nice. Nice. You know, what is it about kids that keep us honest, man? Like my, my daughter does the same for me. She's like, she inspires me. I think now I'm getting, she's 16 now. So she's a little bit past the early teenage years. So she's, you know, she's, we, we have a little bit better conversations than a couple of years ago, <laughs> but she, uh, but, uh, but she keeps me honest though. You know, your kids know more about you than anybody else. You know what I mean? And so like, um, when, I'm, you know, when I kind of get caught up in life sometimes, you know, sometimes it's, I lose presence and, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of letting life drive me and her being, uh, having a front row seat of that. She, she knows, she knows when I'm being kind of driven by life and not by, by, you know, by me. And, and when I'm, when I'm not as present and uh, she knows how to keep me honest, you know, she finds opportunities to say things to me. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. Like you watch me doing this every day. And I love that about I love that about our relationship now, you know, is that uh, I can I can always, you know, be honest and she'll challenge a lot of things that I say too. you know, kids do that. Right. And they they challenge you in some ways because they know you at the same time, too. And so. um I've I've grown a lot over the past couple of years just by um just through her. You know, and I remember um I was working with uh my mindfulness coach Juan, Juan Alvarez, and I remember speaking to Juan and, and he told me, I was like, Juan, you know, my, my daughter, you know, this and this and that. And I'm telling him about you know how hard it is to be a, a single parent and doing this and this and that. And, uh, and he was like, you know, Juan has this, he talks like Antonio Banderas and stuff. he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, he's like, yes, Yogi, yes, yes. She is your teacher. She is your teacher. And I was like, yeah, really? And
0: yeah, That's so true, though. I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. Um, you know, I had my son at a very young age, and I believe that he has been a, a significant teacher. In my life, he's you know, there's been there have been different seasons um, in our journey together. Right. To a certain extent, we've kind of grown up together. And and I believe at every stage, first of all, he motivates me to be better. He is uh, the primary reason of why I've been super focused on my own Journey of evolution, um, not only as his mother, but you know, just as a person, um, and and it it is spot on what you're saying in terms of their authenticity and their ability to create create a lot of reflection for for you to think about how am I showing up in my relationship with him or how I'm showing up in, in different spaces. I feel like he's not only has he been my teacher, but he's also an accountability partner for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I recognize that my 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 favorite job is to be his mom. And, you know, I want to be a better version of it at every stage along our, our journey together. What's funny about him being, you know, an adult now in our relationship is I often tell him, you know, my default is to be mom. Uh, <laughs> and so if you need me to sit in any other seat and play, you know, a different role in this conversation, I need you to, to remind me of that. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm always going to be mom.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I love that too. That's awesome. Yeah. And at least you approach it like that too. Cause mm-hmm. I often do the same thing. Like, I'm, um, Every time my daughter speaks to me about something, you know, and a matter of fact, she just did this the other day. She said, uh, she said, hey, dad, I want to ask you something. She was like, no, don't. <laughs> she, was like, no. she was like, no, don't give me a dad answer. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. And then and then she asks me, but I love those moments though, right? She's yeah. like, okay, I'm coming to you in confidence, like just from a human, like just be, just be human. Don't be a dad in this moment. And I'm like, thank you for giving me that chance. You know what I mean? Because okay, I'm here and I want, I want to keep building that relationship. You know what I mean? I think kids are, are, are a way for us to even practice these interpersonal relationships, right? It's like, you know, let me, like you said, let me be better. Let me, and let me be better first in my own home, you know, and that can help me be better kind of like beyond that, you know? So no, I love, I love that. And, and next time your son's in town, like you got to bring them by Yeah, that Alliance, you know what I mean? Absolutely. You show Absolutely. What we got going on over here because we got some really good stuff going on over here. You know, we had talked about, you know, purpose. And, and one of the reasons I was just excited to talk to you is because, At the end of the day, you know, one of the things I always value about our conversations is that they always are reminders that we are just human, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're just humans trying to figure figure it out, right? And we take everything in, we digest it, we try to process things, we try to be present, we try to find purpose, you know. And I think, um, like you said, conversations like these keep us filled up, keep us going on. And so, how much of a role does like purpose play in your life? Going through what you've gone through now, you know, and purpose can change, you know, right? That's the thing I love about it, is that your purpose to, you know, 10 years ago may not be your purpose now, but how much of a role does purpose play in your life? Yeah,
0: I think purpose is the anchor for me, right? I think um, circumstances are fluid, um, experiences that we have, sometimes are are different i think purpose has always served as the anchor for me it's um it's centered on you know going all the way back to the beginning of this conversation i'm i'm here for a reason and i think every day i need to one be grateful for the fact that that i'm here and also be thoughtful about what do i do with the day that i have here to live on this earth and i think you know, as humans, uh, you know, not every day you're on 100. Not every day you're, you know, experiencing kind of the, the high of life. There are days that are challenging, and I think being able to have something to anchor to. Uh, faith is a, is a big piece of that for me. I'm, I'm very um, centered in in you know, my, my personal faith and the accountability that I have to others in my life. And so I, I think that that is how purpose is defined for me. It doesn't matter where the circumstance kind of Pulls you or sways you. There's always this thing to come back to, and that thing evolves. I think at different stages and and um, phases in my life, I've I've understood um, purpose uh, in greater ways. And I don't and I don't think that there's one pers- purpose. I think that there are um, a number of of things that we're intended to, to do here uh, while we were on this earth. And again, I, I just appreciate that opportunity to kind of come back to that anchor all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, something that just happened recently that, that was a, uh, A reminder of me about just trying to live your purpose like you said every day and even what you said earlier you know um leave it all on the floor right like Mm -hmm. while you're here and you have the opportunity to because you're not promised you know uh tomorrow a big name designer uh, named Virgil Abloh who um who was uh he was the creative director at Louis Vuitton and he had his own uh line called Off-White and um you know, he had a, a, a great, you know, tenure and career. He was from the Midwest, from Chicago, passed away uh, a couple of days ago at the age of 41. And, you know, he was really, he's been on his way for years, but, you know, he was really just, I mean, becoming the creative director of Louis Vuitton was like a huge, huge shattering of the glass, I would say, for an African-American male. And he created a new a new goal for a lot of other African-American men like that they can get into the space and to, to, to leave the earth, you know, um, at such a young age at 41 years of age, it, uh, it was a shocker to the world. And he was battling a rare form of cancer and that, it, that he only acquired a couple of years ago. Like he just found out about this a couple of years ago. Um, but looking at, you know, uh, you know, you know, when someone passes, you often see a lot of uh, news articles, you know, moments from their history that kind of give you context and what kind of person, you know, they were. And uh, I've been seeing a lot of articles about uh, what his kind of like what his personality and what his vision was. And he always wanted to help younger people be able to see themselves like in in those type of roles and positions and successful. And I really have gained even more of a appreciation for um, his work, because he wasn't just doing his work to do his work and to say this is this is who I am, he was doing it to to open doors and I feel like he was uh he's a good example of leaving it all on the floor, mm-hmm. you know uh every day, just living in that purpose and making sure that you know he wasn't holding anything back. He was sharing information on his website, he had a whole a whole book basically on how to get into the industry from trademarking to resources and all of that. So he literally, you know, left it all on the floor for others to be able to, you know, find purpose if that was their purpose, you know, and uh, it was a stark reminder that, and to me, I think that as we all recognize, like I'm one of those people that, you know, I don't believe that, you know, we, we kind of go through life finding ways to separate ourselves and find differences within ourselves so that we can create identity and create who we are, you know, and uh, at the end of the day, from when we were first born to when we, you know, grow old, if we have that chance to do it, but um, we end up going right back to the recognition. We're only just, we're all just humans, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're all just humans. And no matter what we try to create as far as identity along the pathway, you know, at the base level, we all are humans we all get up we do the same things we we like similar things you know we have similar tastes and we have similar issues that we deal with and everything may look different on the surface, but at the end of the day, we all share a lot of things in common, but, uh, we often don't, you know, talk about those until it's like either, either before we've kind of created that ego or that, 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 that identity, or when it's kind of like, you know, you've played all the games and then you're older and you kind of just get back to, I just want to survive, you know? Um, and so, I uh I often try to remind myself of that in, in my work too as well. And uh I think that's one of the things that me and you often talk about too, is just like, you know, um we share as humans, we share so much in, in ways. And uh so I don't know, I just think that yeah. was, was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's certainly our condolences to his family. I I think about especially as as his work is lifted um even more publicly now. During his passing, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Is is I, I hope that that he had opportunities to hear from other people how um, he made them feel. You know how his work added value to their experiences, um, because I do think it's important as we see people that are significant in our lives. Kind of we interact with them every day. You said this earlier. Life is. You know, another day isn't promised to any of us and being intentional about giving people their flowers uh, when they're here, I, th- I think is really important. But also that experience for, you know, in his passing to understand his legacy and the you know imprint that he left in the world is often something that I think about for myself is, you know, what do I want? People to say um, when I'm no longer here yeah. uh, in my absence and and for me it is about experience I'm certainly grateful for for the opportunities that I've been afforded um, I you know I will be in pursuit of, of many more <laughs> in my future but it, it really is about those human interactions that are the most meaningful you know how did you make? Someone feel, you know, what were the words that you exchanged with someone in a brief interaction that that went beyond just the surface, um, that was a little bit more in tune to to maybe what what they were feeling. And you know, I I'm re- reminded of a conversation I had with my niece some time ago, where you know I've I've often been asked the question is what's the greatest compliment that someone has ever um, given to you. And, and this is one of the memories that I have. We we were having a, an exchange and she said, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about you being in my life is the moment that you walk in the room, I feel like I can sit up a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. And for me, that that's it. <laughs> you know, you can put a period right after that. I think the fact that, that the role that I can play in someone's life can make them feel that they're just a little bit taller today, I think is is really powerful. And so, you know, I hope to have more experiences like that, even, you know, beyond my interaction with my family. Um, the, the, that's what we're all here to do, right? As a result of me interacting with you, I'm supposed to feel a little bit better about who I am today. And I often do, by the way. So thank <laughs> you as I offer you your flowers. But yeah, that, that's just important for
1: us to consider. That 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 is awesome, man. That was awesome. That warms my heart, that story about her. Um, and, and you're right, that's what it's all about, right? It's like, um, you know, forget uh, physical things, toys, valuable, you know, whatever other people find valuable. It's like to just know that you can have that impact on someone else's life. You're doing something right, right? You're doing something right and um and it and it's positive and it's and it's impacting people in a positive way. And uh, you brought this up where you said, um, you know, when you think about yourself and like at the end of the day, when you're no longer here, you know, what is that Im- impression that you left on the world? I mean, I was thinking about this whole Virgil thing and, and, and that. And uh, I also came across another post that a guy had asked himself, you know, uh, he, no, there was a guy on the street. He was asking people, you know, what would um, what would you tell your younger self? You know, and, and the guy said that he said, I would tell my younger self start at, start with the ending. And then work your way back. He mm. was like, don't always think about, you know, where you want to go now. Go here. Go. I'll, I'll, I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. You know, think about at the end, he said, you know, when people are at your funeral, what do you want people to say about yourself? And then work your way back. What kind of ultimate impact do you want to make during your lifetime on this earth? And then work your way back from there. And so I, I I thought about that. And, and um, just like you said, I thought about that. And I said, at the end of the day, if you know people can say that they shared a good laugh with me, if they can say you know I helped them you know get through something or I inspired them to do something, then I feel like I've taken my time on this earth to like really, you know to, to, to make some type of positive impact. So it was really a uh, it was it was interesting when I said it, but you just kind of confirmed that for me, you know. Um, and I, I think you're right, spot on with the way you're thinking about it. Is that uh you know at the end of the day. We just want to, you know, leave this world with, you know, we did what we wanted to do to make a, a better impact in it. You know what I mean? And uh, so I think you are definitely doing that right now. And the recognition is just a uh, verification from us to give you your flowers while you're here. Right. So congratulations again on all of that. You continue to inspire me and make me think about things differently. And um, I'm glad I got to share this conversation with you. You know, it's been it's been awesome. And. I look forward to many more of these. Me and you have these every now and then, too. So I, I, get, the, I get the honor of having more and more of these with you. But um, hopefully, you know, people that got a chance to listen to our conversation today, you know, have learned a little bit more about Elizabeth. But then also, you know, the spirit behind what you do and what you continue to do, which is impact people's lives. So uh, I want to say thank you for that. And, uh, you know, you know, feel free to leave me any, like, you know, ending thoughts that you might have. Uh, for this conversation, but I just wanted to personally say, you know, thank you for being, you know, a friend, you know, confidant, but also just being a, a impact uh, individual in many people's lives uh, here in the city and beyond, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you again for, I've enjoyed our conversation today as I enjoy all of our conversations. Um, You know, I think one of the things that I want to be mindful of is people think about um, leaders in this community and many other communities that we often, um, you know, want or are tempted to put leaders on a pedestal or try to um, set leaders apart um, from from others, you know even in comparison to other leaders, I think first of all, uh, we're all human. We, we underscored that in this conversation today. and I don't think this journey is about perfection. This journey is about um, being present, being intentional, and really tending to to purpose as we as we pursue you know our role in in the spaces that we're in. So thank you for the discussion yeah look forward to catching up with you offline
1: for sure for sure well all right well I'd just like to thank uh Brett Kaufman again and the gravity team for letting us take over the gravity podcast for the day I've had an awesome awesome conversation with my guest Elizabeth Martinez and we will all catch you all on the next episode or another episode or you'll see somebody else who will be standing in but we had a great time today so enjoy it and thank you again Elizabeth Thanks for listening to the Gravity Podcast. Please
0: be sure to subscribe, leave us a review and follow me on Instagram at Brett Kaufman on Twitter at BKaufman125 and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching fast with Brett Kaufman. And please send me any guests or topics that you'd like to hear on future episodes.